G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Abia, and this week I'm joined once again by Kai. How you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. I am I am wonderful. Third time's third time's the charm, hopefully. <laughs> nah, that's good to hear, man. I know I know that uh things are a bit tough here in Melbourne, but we've got some good news, some restrictions are easing, so you know, that, that double jump meetup will happen one day, hopefully by the end of the year. <laughs> I'm sure I've been hearing about that since 2017. Potentially. It's, it's pre-corona days, if you can remember that far. <laughs> oh, man. How, is how is everything in your world? Have you been playing anything? Have you been watching anything? Look, been been on my Mario kick a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, mostly just been watching that Amazon one, The Boys. What do you uh, think about probably. it, man? That's kind of like the satire on, on superheroes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, ah, what would actual people be like if they got given superpowers? And to no one's surprise, turns out they're dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. They're not all these uh, super squeaky clean Captain America types. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I find it a little bit ironic that it's coming from Amazon. Yeah. And keeps making a lot of sort of anti-corporate satire and jokes about that yeah and in the back of my mind it's just, jeff bezos made like over a billion dollars in the last 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's how the math check i'm pretty sure that math checks out <laughs> yeah do you prefer it to season one look i only just finished season one. Oh, okay uh, you're still so fresh been, been catching up yeah so, yeah <laughs> maybe I'll have to give that a watch after your recommendation, so that that'll be a lot of fun. Look, maybe don't watch it on a bus, but yeah, other than that, highly <laughs> recommended. It's good. It's a good time. I don't, yeah, I don't think I'll ever catch a bus again. <laughs> I'm too scared now. That's true. That's not not really also, a problem with phasing it. I have a car, so I don't want to. Oh, wow. I don't want to go on a bus anymore. <laughs> if All I can right, avoid humble it. Brag. <laughs> That that the, the great Australian dream owning a car. <laughs> we talked. To, we were told when we were kids. Any one of you could own a car one day. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's been going on with you? Anything? Anything exciting? Yeah. Well, I've officially come back on as a manager for Double Jump, which is hopefully going to be uh, mean good things for the site. Jake's been handling pretty much all the editorial kind of like the quote-unquote businessy stuff as well as trying to maintain the site so hopefully i can handle some of the you know the more like admin business side of things and help give jake some time to actually focus on the editorial and get him writing some content because like he he's like editing so many other people's work that he barely gets time to do his own which is a shame because he he does write really well but it's it's very rare to see his byline on the site i mean it's a hell of a task Editing yeah. a site like that by yourself, like mad props to Jake for for keeping it up. Yeah, like we've got, I think at the moment, like about twenty seven, twenty eight, like people, like contributors all together. You know, between you, me, Jake, Lucas, you know, newbies like Kate and and, and stuff like that, like Ryan and stuff. So there's a lot of work, but it's it's fun. You know, you you enjoy it. You you know, we're we're lucky that we have this many people who are interested in in having their voices you know broadcast on our platform so we're, we're thankful to all of you guys mm. that's not where i thought this conversation was going i was gonna focus on a beer's coming back return of the king dream team <laughs> and you've yeah. flipped it back on me <laughs> oh. that's 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 the way i am oh, i appreciate yeah, everything sneaky. you guys do so thank you yeah, <laughs> and i appreciate every, everyone at home who's been you know, listening to our podcast, watching our streams, reading our content, sharing our stuff like that, always appreciate it. Um, and, you know, if you do like what you're hearing, do like what you're seeing, do like what you're reading, definitely tell your friends, tell your family to join the community, share our stuff as well. Yeah, even just chatting on Discord. 100%. You know, always, j- jump on the Discord server, chat in the Facebook group, whatever, everything helps. That's That's yeah. the main thing. And it's fun. 
Yeah. I, I think we've got a really good community, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Not, I mean, obviously, we, we may be slightly biased here, but... Eh. Well, obviously, <laughs> you're management now, so I've got to be, <laughs> got to be yeah. tricky with my words. You've got, you no, can, you're going to complain to HR about fantastic. me. Oh, wait, I am HR. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, otherwise, like in terms of games and stuff, I've been playing a bit more of Star Wars Squadrons. I think I'm near the end of the campaign, but I don't know. I've just been playing pretty similar missions again and again. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a pre- The campaign is pretty bad. It's not a very good campaign at all. The multiplayer was fun. Played a few rounds with Ed last night on his stream. That that seemed like a lot of fun and makes me really appreciate um, crossplay. Like how it, how it cannot be overstated how important crossplay is to gaming. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think we've we've moved past the point where you know, individual consoles or PC is a community. You need that crossplay. Hundred hundred percent and. It's, it's like if you if you ship a game now that doesn't have it, it'd be like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing, bro? Like, it's twenty twenty. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I I still don't quite understand Sony's holdout on that whole thing. Yeah, that's right. it's just because Sony was the market leader. Probably you know you want to play with you. I think with systems like that, one of the selling points probably for consoles is that you know what platform are my friends playing on i'm gonna buy that platform you know if yeah if you suddenly can play with everyone then there's no real need to go out there and buy a new game uh, buy a new have to make, system then they'll have to make good consoles to win people over yeah, yeah. or, or make games. more exclusives which costs a lot more money probably because you can't yeah. you know recoup it as easily but we'll learn a bit later on about how that might shape out but yeah how about we Move on to talking about what was on Double Jump last week. We had a trio of terrific, uh, I don't know how to say it, just great content. So first of all, we had Ty's Star Wars Squadrons review. And in his review, he talked about how the game was a bit smaller in scope. But he agreed that the, the lower price that the game retails at kind of makes up for it and then he found it to be quote-unquote well worth the price of admission so definitely check that out on the site uh next we had kate make her double jump debut uh, she was discussing she discussed her theory that the haunted house that's featured in kitty horror shows anatomy is not actually haunted it's just actually its own sentient being like it's it's which you know i think that, that kind of makes it scarier that whole article even without like playing the game Sort of sent sent chills down my spine. <laughs> yeah, she's. No. I think she, I think she's becoming our resident horror, like writer. Yeah, look, I'm I'm psyched to hear more from Kate. You know, <laughs> that article covered indie games, covered horror. It was like my favorite things. <laughs> That's you know you, you you've got the Kai seal of approval there, Kate. <laughs> um, oh, and... so important in to making it in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, number three, we've got uh, Steve's Death End Request Two review. Now I don't know how to read this. What a what a title! What a title! It's it's Death End, like not the word and. It's like the word end, then re semicolon quest two. <laughs> I I've been reading it like an email, like uh, checking in on Death End re quest two. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's the whole thing. But if you, it's a very again a horror themed game as well. But it's a horror themed JRPG, and he found it. Even though it's got its own quirks, he did find it well worth like playing. If you're if you're a JRPG fan of any kind, so you know what, it's uh, it's a good time to be playing games. I think you don't have to wait till November. Yeah, we are well into spooky season. It seems. <laughs> Uh, mate, uh, I think like for the Halloween week, I should stream me playing like a couple of hours of Metro Exodus because the last time I played, I was like screaming for half of it. I think because <laughs> I hate it's the dread, the sense of dread of having monsters around the corner, and you're just like one like one false move, and you could just be detected, and they're all over you. Yeah, look, maybe get into that anatomy stream. 
<laughs> yeah, Matt. Sounds a bit spooky. No. 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 Forget yeah, that. I'm enough. out. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll handball it to you. <laughs> oh, no. Kate, you're up. <laughs> cool. So that was what was on Double Jump last week. How about we talk about some of the big news stories that took place in the in the gaming world this past week? First of all, let's talk about Sony revealing some more details about the PlayStation Five. The, the first part of this is an eleven-minute video that Sony released, breaking down the the user interface for the PlayStation Five. And from the looks of things, it it looks like a much like it's 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 very different to the kind of the cross media bar interface that we've got on the PS4 that started with the like the PS3. It it seems like it's a bit more context based. Like one example is that when you press the PlayStation button, you can bring up something called the control center and you can scroll through all sorts of stuff that are relevant to the game like activities, cheats and and things like that and you can also like jump into games pretty easily and pretty snappily you can jump in and out of voice chats pretty quickly as well and it looked like a very solid demo so a couple of the key features number one is that the the interface is built from the ground up quote unquote for 4k screens now if Folks can remember when the PS3 first came out. Uh, sorry, the PS4 came out in 2013. 4K screens were very rare. Like only like the super rich people had 4K screens. But over the generation, like four, you can't really get even like a $400 TV has a 4K screen now. Like it's it's just become like a commodity. Like having a 4K screen is is a pretty much a, a like a must have now. So it, it makes sense to design the user interface around the extra real estate that you have and the extra resolution. So people who watch the video and, and get their hands on the PlayStation 5 next month will uh, will notice how crisp everything looks and crisp and clean. Another uh, great thing besides the control center was uh, basically these things called activities. So you know how, let's say, a game like Banjo-Kazooie, you have some objectives. <laughs> <laughs> so objectives to complete right so usually those things are purely in-game and you just have to kind of collect this many things or find this or go to this area and then you progress to the next level what it looks like is with activities developers can actually program these to be to exist outside the game so that when you select it from your control center it'll actually you can you can see your progress independent of of the game itself like being in a game menu you can actually see it from the system menu from the control center and you can select different activities and depending on the activity you can actually if you select that activity it can actually take you to that level in the game so that you can complete that objective and if you find that you're stuck on any particular objectives or some a level in a game there's actually like a built-in hint system that's like it's like sh it can be short videos or short like sentences and tips and and it's all included as part of your playstation plus subscriptions so you, you can kind of instead of having like your ipad next to you jumping on a browser and like looking up youtube tutorials or something you can you could have like quick videos and tips like on your system at the touch of a button which is a uh, i think that's it's like having like a game shark or something like that built in <laughs> from retro days i don't know it it feels to me like it's one of those things that Sony's put a whole ton of work and effort into and developers are going to look at it and be like, yeah, we can probably go without it. Like the like the touchpad on the PS4. Yeah. Sony was so psyched about yeah. it. They were, you know, brilliantly excited about what all the developers were going to do and devs took one look and said, yeah. great, that's the map button. Sorted. Yeah. Yep, yep. That, that's, that's very true. Uh, that's the thing, like, throughout the whole... Throughout the whole video, like Sid Schumann, when he was explaining the stuff, he was like, "Oh, this this activity screen or this control, um, you know, this uh, tips button and stuff uh, is going to be built in and will be available in select PlayStation Five titles." <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> like you're kind of uh, managing your expectations very early there. Yeah, so that, that um, available in select titles. 
He's doing some yep. leg work. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the chat function seems a bit more robust now. And one of the things you can do is like kind of quickly snap into voice chats and and things like that, not just on PS5, but also on PS4. And you now have the ability to share your screen with your friends. So you can actually watch your friends play a game all while you are playing a game. So I, I can't really think of a reason why you would need to do that. The only time I can really think about is if like you wanted to show someone a cool moment or you were stuck on a game level or something and you wanted help. Coming back to you know streaming and how much streaming has taken off in the current console generation yeah. is so much yeah. of it is designed to make that easier. Hmm. No, I can, I can see that like that kind of that influence of watching, like you kind of live through the person who's playing like by watching them. Yeah. And it's making that broadcasting no. easier, making the yeah. editing easier. Yeah. And, and like the ability to screen share in chats, I'm sure that'll be fun when you're like, Oh, I'm really stuck on this level. Instead of you like, trying to like hold the camera up to your friend or trying to explain really badly what 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 part of the game you're in you can just say hey watch my screen you watch what what, what am i doing wrong or something that that would be kind of one cool. step closer to offline like friend help you call your friend who's better yep. to come over and do it for you <laughs> yep yep now um, now we won't even have to come over <laughs> yep <laughs> and it it's it's weird because there's like, it's kind of like there's a feed of what you can follow, like your, you can follow the publishers or developers of certain games and and there's also like context aware store. So the store is no longer like a dedicated app. It's kind of like all throughout the, the system. So you can kind of like be in a game and you can just buy the DLC or, you know, you could be watching a video about a game and then buy the game right from there. You know, it's... I'm just worried that it's going to become... If everything is so diluted that if someone just wants to do one thing, you're just going to have a hard time just doing that thing. You're going to have to go, oh, I, I want to buy this game. Oh, I better go look up a video on it. Or I better go, hopefully my friends have got it tagged in a post they made. Click on that and then find the buy pa- You know what I mean? That's like, a problem with contextual controls. Yeah, sometimes yeah. context is wrong. Like, yeah, you have to understand the player, and the thing is, like, and either either they understand the player really well. Why if you don't want to give them the data? Like either they understand yeah. the player really well, which is creepy, or they don't, and it's not yep. going to work. Either way, it's not going to be fun. I think people are not going to be happy. No. <laughs> I don't know. But the another thing that people won't be happy with is the new voice chat reporting features. So. Uh, Sony issued a 8.00 update for PlayStation 4 systems. And as part of that, uh, there was a like a disclaimer saying that uh, Sony players can sh- share recordings of voice chats with Sony uh, for reporting purposes. And people got really freaked out about that because Sony didn't really mention anything or clarify anything. So basically what happened afterwards is... <clears throat> is Catherine Jensen, who's the VP of Global Consumer Experience at Sony Interactive Entertainment, she went took to the PlayStation blog and kind of, you know, very quickly tried to, you know, throw water on the flames and, and explained that the new voice reporting feature that's coming to the PlayStation 5 is actually designed to help players identify and report, you know, harassment online and bad behavior online especially in voice chat so the way it's going to work is the the playstation is not going to be actively listening to your voice or to your conversations i mean that's what sony says i mean if you trust that or not it's it's up to you but essentially sony is only gonna uh, log a voice voice recording if you flag it so you have to be it has to be within the last five minutes of the conversation and then when you press a button it'll take uh, like a i think it was a 20 second clip of like the main conversation and then 10 seconds before it and 10 seconds after it for context so it's like up to 40 seconds will be shared with sony and they'll review it to see if there's any harassment that took place now the disclaimer to was so that playstation 4 users know that if they are chatting with someone who is on a ps5 they can be recorded. 
So it's it's not PS4 to PS4, but a PlayStation 5 player can record the chat with a PS4 player, but not the other way around. So that's just kind of Sony explaining exactly what that new voice chat reporting feature was about. Like, what do you think about well, that? I think it's a, been a long time coming. Like, you don't need me yeah. to tell you that voice chat in competitive games is toxic as all hell. Yeah, unfortunately. But I think execution... <sighs> Was lacking. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's good to see Sony taking a stand finally. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you can mute it as much as you like, but ultimately, that's not going to actually stop it. I think this is yeah actually taking a step closer to that. Well, if we're moving from the land of Sony, what's happening in the in team uh, team Xbox, buddy? Yeah, well, on the other side of the console wars. Nintendo excluded. <laughs> uh, Microsoft has been talking backwards compatibility and The Elder Scrolls Six being Xbox exclusive, which is exciting. Uh, in yes, exciting Huge for... quotation marks. <laughs> exciting for everyone who's not a PlayStation owner. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to, have to get to that. So they've been focusing on backwards compatibility between the new Xbox and all the other Xboxes. From the, That's crazy. The original which I would call the Xbox One. <laughs> yep, but, uh, but I would say the original Xbox taken. or the OG. <laughs> Xbox Classic. And, yeah, the Xbox Classic. The Xbox Classic Mini, that's going to come out soon. <laughs> well, it might not, <laughs> mini, it might not yeah. have to because they're saying all these games are going to run on the new Xbox, uh, no boost mode and no downclocking, which is something the yeah. PS5 has been struggling with and adding some caveats to yeah i mean it's what happened with the ps4 pro as well with the boost mode and stuff that came about sony was like you know you can turn it on but we don't know if it's gonna you know stuff up your game if it does turn it off (laughs) (laughs) you can turn it on and if it breaks uh, that's not on us Mm. Mm. yeah so the the big takeaways are backwards compatible games are gonna run natively on the series xs X and the Series S, blah, blah. Uh, and it's sort of steadier frame rates, as you'd expect. You know, yeah. Less loading, steadier frame rates. Uh, Good. And there's going to be high dynamic range, just sort of automatically across most of them, if not all, I think. Yeah. It's a, it a little bit more vague on that one. Yeah. So yeah. expect to see brighter, like kind of brighter highlights and then darker shadows but without like kind of everything being washed out everything's going to look a little bit more realistically but without having to you know buy a new version of the game apparently this is just going to work with the older games as they are yeah and they're going to be running at 4k if you have a 4k tv hell yeah uh, and or 40 1440p yeah. if you've got a series s yeah and mm. The the anisotropic filtering that they're applying to all the games should help make older games like the textures on them look less blurry. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll look like a Nintendo sixty four <laughs> game. Right, Nintendo sixty four. It's underrated still. <laughs> That's a classic yeah, but, visual style. <laughs> but not when you're looking at it at a sixty five inch TV. Then I think the blurriness might be a bit too much. Hmm. I mean that's my my worry with the you know everything's going to be natively rendered at 4K uh, with all this yeah. HDR is I don't know if that's going to work as well as they're hoping for. Yeah. Like, games like the original Halo are not designed to run at 4K. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to tell what's going on on the screen. Yeah. But you can only hope. You, you, we just got to see it in action. It's already looked really good so far on like the Xbox One X and One S. So you know what, like Final Fantasy Thirteen, like looked much better and ran much better on on the newer Xboxes compared to the the three sixty release, and and that's like you know that's a pretty old game at this stage. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how even older games will fare. You know, something like. You know the classic Bloodwake, you know, that boat shooting game from the like the launch of the Xbox original. I mean, <laughs> I 
they're remaking and remastering so many games anyway. Yep. I I don't understand why we're doing both that and working on backwards compatibility. Like pick one or the other. Yeah. If, if the original wonder, games run yeah. fine, we don't need new ones. I wonder if like some companies are pissed off at Microsoft. They're like, God damn it, we want to make a remaster and charge another hundred bucks. Why are you making us look bad? <laughs> Naughty Dog brought Crash Bandicoot back. We can do the same for Gex if you just let us. Oh my god. This is another 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 episode with Kai. Another reference to Gex. This is the, how about, how about the lizard heel that I will die on. Is it, is it isn't Blinks the cat the like the original Xbox mascot? Blinks the time sweeper or something. This is the first I've ever heard of Blinks the Cat. Really? Oh my god, you've got to look him up. <laughs> it's a Blinks with an X. That's that's how that's how that's how you know it's from two thousand one because it's <laughs> it's extreme. Blinks the times uh, the was, world's like first four D action game. Alright. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the 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 fourth oh D stands for discount. Wow, that's the most 2002 <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Kai's discovering Blinks the Time Sweeper for the first time. Wow. You know what? Maybe a few listeners at home are also discovering Blinks. I urge yeah, everyone I, to look at I recommend Blinks. Googling it. <laughs> I don't know if I can do Blinks the Cat justice. Oh, God. Uh, what but is, what, what about goggles and everything. Oh, I know, right? Like pilot yeah. goggles and he had like a cool jacket. <laughs> uh, so, what about some comments from head of Xbox, Phil Spencer? What, what, what's been happening over there? Yeah, well, they've been talking about Elder Scrolls Six uh, going to Xbox or PlayStation, and it's it's quite a mess. It doesn't seem like any deals have actually been made yet. Uh, but Phil mm. Spencer has said that Microsoft is sort of confident that it's going to. Recoup its investment even without that exclusivity going ahead. Yeah, because uh, like is, I mean, seven and a half billion dollars US to buy essentially like all of all the Bethesda studios and and all the Zenimax studios. Like that's a it's a lot of money that you need to make up pretty quick. I guess not by Microsoft standards though. <laughs> that's true. Well, probably for Sony, poor Sony, poor <laughs> Sony <know>? indeed. <laughs> Yeah, like what? What it? So it's it's interesting because Microsoft's got you know basically Project X Cloud, which is like kind of the game streaming. It's got Game Pass, which is kind of like Netflix for for games. It's it you can play on pretty much like you know you got an Android phone, you can play on it. You've got a an Xbox, you can play on that. You've got a PC, you can play on that. So. Like it, it kind of makes sense that Microsoft can make money back by not having the Elder Scrolls Six, which is going to be the official like kind of follow up to Skyrim for goodness sakes, which has been re released on every platform ever imagined. Like, it's it's crazy that yeah you can see that Microsoft can make its money back even without releasing the Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation Five or PlayStation Four, even considering how many playstation consoles there are and how many that sony's likely to sell yeah i mean microsoft could has the legal power and financial power to just say no it's exclusive for xbox forever yeah i think what they don't have is the goodwill to get away with a move like that exactly but maybe you know, everyone gives shit to companies when they don't have exclusives, you know, like Microsoft not having a an exclusive really at launch that hasn't already come out on a previous system. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty like tough argument to overcome, you know. Maybe I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> the evil way of com- doing it. Compete with Sony's exclusives from the last gen, you know, you've got Horizon, you've got Spider Man, you've got God of War. Mm. There are some huge games there. I reckon the Elder Scrolls Six would be the only one you, you know, coming out that would compete. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and, and even Bethesda's next RPG, like Starfield, which is kind of... It's probably going to be the Outer Worlds from Obsidian, but with a much bigger budget. <laughs> and more <laughs> bugs, probably. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, that could be exclusive less, to Microsoft. Less good platforms. writing, but more impressive you know, yep. textures. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Microsoft needs that feather in its cap, but you're right. I think Microsoft's going to look like the dickhead if it does this. Hmm. But maybe that's what we need. Maybe I I guess that's that's the question Microsoft has to ask is how much money is being a dickhead worth? Like, maybe Phil Spencer's had seven years of being the good guy. He's like, you know what? I just want to <laughs> get angry. I just want to be a dick for once. All right. I'm sick of playing as a van like the the Paragon in Mass Effect. I want to go Renegade one. I, I just want to squeeze a trigger one time. <laughs> Look, if this is if this is Phil Spencer's psychotic break, I think we could do worse than an exclusive Elder Scrolls game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what what do you think as a as a player? Like, are you do you play the 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 Elder Scrolls games? Like, have you been a fan before? Look, I played Skyrim because everybody played Skyrim. Yeah, uh, but I was never never a diehard. I still fan. haven't played it. Never like. <laughs> Got into the law. I don't think I ever finished it. Just did side quests. Yeah. And can you even finish it? I, 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 did, I don't know. I'm told that you can, but I keep getting distracted <laughs> yep. by blasting mud crabs off cliffs. Well, that's the thing, isn't? Isn't The Witcher Three like the new benchmark for open world fa- fantasy RPGs? Let alone just any open world RPG. <laughs> I mean, true. I reckon we've got we've got enough open world fantasy RPGs or medieval fantasy RPGs as it is. Yep. Can Elder Scrolls Six needs to be in the modern Maybe day? The, what if what if the Elder Scrolls Six it's like it's actually like set in modern day? That's that's what I'm thinking. That would be the coolest twist. Right. Like like, like picture the trailer. It kind of you know you're looking at a mountain. Someone's climbing up. And then they're like in the hills, and then and then the camera pans down, and you see it's just like pollution and like traffic and people beeping and yelling and stuff. <laughs> You're trying to navigate. You, you know, it totally could work because like it's, every like it's a hundred percent modern games. day, but all of yeah. your skills and weapons are still that medieval fantasy. <laughs> yeah, you're you're actually you're on a prison transport truck, which gets which has an accident and you escape, and then there's a dragon. And then, oh no, there's a cyber dragon. That should be oh, like a, an oh. e-dragon. Incredible. E-dragon just makes me think of ego. Like, oh, <laughs> like the dragon's going to start live streaming its attack. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Guys. Yeah, and it's going to be vaping. Like it's it's not even yeah. like, it's just going to be sad. Yeah. Dragon skateboards down the street listening to Fleetwood Mac's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having cranberry juice. Oh my God. Oh, that's that's you know what that's. Anyway, this got a little bit <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Maybe this is what Microsoft was like. Microsoft heard this pitch and is like, "We have to buy Bethesda. <laughs> we'll give you seven and a half billion for it." <laughs> oh, think of the. Think, we're going to give you one dollar for every view <laughs> that this video will get. <laughs> oh God, that'll be like it'll be just like. You'll be like some shitty teenager who's like in juvie or something. You've got like, like Dragonborn is like your online handle. Or something. As we discuss this further, I realize we're just describing watchdogs. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we are. Jesus Christ! You can play as anyone, any douchebag you want. <laughs> e e bags. Call them e bags. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna do my best to make it catch on. <laughs> well, speaking of the digital future, how about we talk about our next story, which is FIFA 21 launching a couple of weeks ago now. And over the past uh, few weeks, it's actually sold more physical copies than digital copies. And it's the first time it's ever done that in its in its history. And that was like the other way, It was the other way around, wasn't it? Uh, sorry, yes. It yeah. sold more... more f- more digital copies than physical copies. 
Yeah, for the first time in the franchise's like very long history. Now, granted, most of the like games until about what the PS4 era, or probably until the PS3 era, were only sold physically. But I mean, if you if you consider the fact that we've had what two generations of consoles with download versions of games, like that's a pretty you know that's like fourteen years of of games. It's pretty crazy. On the one hand, I'm surprised it took this long to happen. Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, sports games like FIFA have the shortest time span before they become less relevant. Yeah. Like FIFA 21 is out for a year before FIFA 22 comes out. Yeah. So I think they were the the last games that that physical format, you buy the game and then a year later you can return it for a discount on FIFA 22. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you, 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 you. I don't know. If you trade it in for like a dollar. I guess that's all I mean, it would be worth. Because who, who wants to play the old game? Uh, you'd, you'd have to time it. So you <laughs> yeah. trade it in just like, before it like tanks in value. Before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so this is according to a GamesIndustry.biz report based on uh, figures from the UK. Uh, the the GSD, which is kind of like the reporting body in the UK for uh, a lot of games figures, so so thirty one percent increase in sales of uh, downloadable copies of FIFA twenty one at launch versus forty two percent reduction in in physical sales over last year's copy uh, last year's game, so. It doesn't quite make up for the amount of people that were lost, but I'd say it's a pretty it's a pretty like indicative trend. You know, I, I can definitely see this becoming more of the norm going forward, especially with the both the Xbox and the PS Five coming out with versions that don't have disc drives. Like, hmm. do you think this is kind of the way the industry is going to go over this next generation? I mean, a hundred percent. It happened with music. It happened with movies, and now it's happening with games. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything eventually goes digital. So, like, How? I think we yeah. are definitely going to see people who have a huge chip on their shoulder about still having physical copies of games. You can pry it out of my dead hands, my cold dead it hands. Just, it just plays better on CD. <laughs> You just you, you can't you just you don't have the right equipment. You just don't. There's just something about hearing the the hum of a PlayStation running yeah. a disc. I flipped my PlayStation Five over so that the disc would still read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my PS Five's chipped, bro. I can get I can get you whatever game you want. <laughs> oh man, I've got a got a fixie. <laughs> I'll come over to your house. Give me all your copies. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. It's all licensed now. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the secret. Maybe the people complaining are like pirates. <laughs> I mean, no, very possible. <laughs> Everyone's uh, a pirate I mean, in some capacity these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have, I still buy. If I can, I still buy physical versions of games because I like having it on my shelf. I'm one of those like. I bought Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. I bought that on a, like a Steam sale or something. But I went on eBay and bought a steel book of it. Just literally no game inside. It was just a steel book cover <laughs> for like look, twenty bucks that's, or something, just so I can have it on my shelf. Look, that's that's fair. I uh, spent close to one hundred and sixty Australian dollars on a copy of Night Trap for PS4. Uh, Night like Trap. Night Trap, as in the the Night oh my Trap, God, the yes. full motion video game. <laughs> yes, got a re-release, infamous, but never came oh out in God. Australia, and I was yeah. so desperate to get a copy, and I went on eBay. It is so bad, isn't it? Yeah, and thought, great, seventy bucks, sweet. Uh, and once I'd bought it, realized it was in US dollars. <laughs> oh <laughs> and no! I had spent far more than I should have. <laughs> oh no! Should have gone on eBay.com.au, not eBay.com. It was a rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I Fair know. enough. <laughs> I mean, you all know I I love my indie games, and they don't usually get a physical release. So I've long yeah. been on the sort of digital copies, a perfectly valid train. 
Yeah. And especially now that like a lot of the the digital purchases like pre-orders and, and special editions come with like, uh, you know, soundtracks and, and things like that. And, you know, indie games and soundtracks, they, they're starting to get a bit of recognition, don't you? Wouldn't you say so, Kai? Yeah, well, uh, what a segue. So, Untitled Goose Games composer is up for an ARIA <laughs> award. It was announced yeah, so. on, on Monday from the ARIA committee, I think. I think that's what they're called. <laughs> uh, so, Dan Golding, the composer for Untitled Goose Game, is one of the five nominees for Best Original Soundtrack or Musical Theatre Cast Album. Now, uh, tragically, there is no Untitled Goose Game the Musical yet, so I have to yeah. assume it's for Best Original Soundtrack. Lynn Manuel Miranda presents Goose. <laughs> Untitled Goose. Alistair Bastard production. Goose. <laughs> yeah. Quack. Quack. <laughs> it's actually just a guy in a goose costume just going to the audience and it's, harassing them and, and hurting them. Like you got to sign a waiver because you can get a broken things. arm or something. Look. If escape rooms can catch on, goose harassment will catch on soon enough. I mean, if we think about it, like, aren't the... Well, is it Robert's... What are they? Is it... J- I keep forgetting now. Is it... The J- what are those, like... Um, is it Jake Roberts? Is that the guy? The YouTube guy? Uh, Jake Paul? Logan Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Maybe they're, like, the geese... The geese of YouTube. The geese, but in real life. Like, maybe they're the human geese. Geese, but in Jake real... Roberts is... Geese, but in real life are geese. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, there's, there's fantasy creatures like like unicorns, these, these geese. These mythical creatures have, you know, finally being represented in the real world as, as humans, as humanoid shapes. They just go around, you know, causing havoc and then making millions of dollars off viral videos <laughs> yeah. I mean on the topic of the of the Goose Game soundtrack I was yeah. uh, looking around being the hipster I am noticed that the Untitled Goose Game soundtrack came out on vinyl recently hell yeah uh, but what they've done is they've double grooved it uh, so no matter where the needle ends up you don't know what song's gonna play which is just <laughs> the perfect level of chaotic mess that's that's for, perfect to represent so the you, goose. So the needle can drop on either side of the groove, and you don't know where it's gonna. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna play a song, but you don't know that's, which one. That sounds appropriate. That I I'm not gonna lie. I mean, that sounds perfect. I so, don't think anything else would be worthy of the goose. Mm. Like I was expecting it to I be. I mean, unless like, the soundtrack yeah. came out and it's just a record full of geese honking. That would yeah. be a similar level of goose chaos. Yeah. Like, what happens is every, like, 10th copy or every 16th copy is actually a really bad rip of, like, a very compressed MP3, but put on vinyl. Incredible. The- <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, well, uh, what do you... Th- so, for people who may not be familiar, the... The ARIA Awards are the 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 kind of the Australian recording industry. Like, like I think it's the Australian Recording Industry. I think it's the Australian Recording Industry Awards. Yeah, so like the the ARIA Awards kind of happen every year. They're kind of like our Grammys. Yeah, in, I don't think in, it's in, over in Australia. I think it's technically an ARIA Award. I think it's just an ARIA because the last A stands for award. Oh really? I thought ARIA was the recording industry. I thought that was just Australian Recording Industry Association. Oh, of course. So the ARIA charts, the ARIA awards, you know, those are. So it's it's yeah. So it's the ARIA awards. So it's it's kind of a it's it's a huge it's a huge get for you know an Australian developer to be featured in that. But it's funny that it's it's not even in the category like best interactive media soundtrack or something it's like best original soundtrack or musical theater cast album like that's like just shove them all in one corner i I do feel like it is odd that musical theater album and best original soundtrack are just the same category yeah like Like you could have something wildly different 
like you could have something like an Atticus Ross produced Hollywood or you know like some sort of like awesome Australian classical symphony recording for some movie and then <laughs> Untitled Goose came with the same thing with like you know Priscilla the Queen of the Desert just like all mixed together like that's a that's quite a category imagine working like a decade to write a hit musical it goes it goes well you get nominated for an aria and lose out to a goose oh god do you think do you think the when they accept the award do you think they'll come out on stage in goose costumes i hope so and they'll just they'll just wreak havoc they'll just run yeah. through all the tables just of guests and just releasing geese everywhere oh my god no yeah, i reckon there's a, a huge step just in for the games industry as a whole let alone like dan yeah. golding yeah 100 percent. and it's frustrating because like the federal government still even with its like recent kind of budget release a couple of uh, probably a couple of weeks ago still no major funding for any sort of interactive entertainment you know be it games or you know visual novels or anything like that in australia like it's it's up to like states like south australia to fund things you know Hmm. it's 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 disappointing state governments are doing some really really good work with supporting game developers like screen victoria's done great stuff yeah like, and 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 South Australia has been pushing a lot hmm. in that field, but it's, it's insane that the federal government overall. refuses to acknowledge games as an art form worth supporting. Yeah, like even and, you know mm. they're all about the economy and making money. Games is a billion dollar industry, multi like <laughs> multiple like it's the biggest media industry in the world. You'd think yeah, our government it, would turn around and be like, oh, hang on a second. It provably makes more money than the film industry at the moment yeah so uh, it's just... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like i mean fact check me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure it's like bigger than movies and music combined probably i reckon it'd be close i don't yeah. know, i don't know if it would have the edge just yet but it would be but, close yeah like so. like i bet i bet there's like a generation of kids now who would watch twitch more than they would watch real sports like un- like 100 percent esports over oh, real sports absolutely yeah like I, i'd rather watch fifa than real fifa in the world you know what i mean <laughs> no yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah like i've i've definitely watched more overwatch esports than i have actual sports <laughs> rather yeah. than than actual overwatch <laughs> like people sh- <laughs> shooting pellets at him paintball <laughs> Uh, well, no, hopefully, you know hopefully, getting nominated or yeah, fingers crossed, winning a big award, yeah, sort of draws more attention 100%, to it. Hundred percent, and good on Dan Golding and the House House team for getting recognised. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, next stop, Goose and Smash Bros. It's gonna happen. Yes, Smash Goose. Yes, that's. that's <laughs> could you imagine that? They should call. It, it should be a, a new game called like. Like you know, foul foul attack or something. It'll be just like all these birds, poultry, and famous birds, poultry motion. Yeah, yeah. The best best rap collaboration. <laughs> It'll be like famous famous um, feathered friends from gaming. It'll be like the owl from Ocarina of Time. Yeah, <laughs> Kazooie from Banjo Kazooie, the goose. Hell yeah! Like everyone just fighting. It'll be a fighting yeah. game. Brilliant. Street feather. Oh god, that'll be yep. That'll be coming up. That'll be coming to the uh, the Switch Two. Yeah, runs <laughs> runs natively in 4K on the Xbox Series X. <laughs> Series X. Yep. Yep. <laughs> runs at 8K. It it runs at 8K. It's the first game that runs at 8K. Oh man, that you know what? I actually want that to happen. <laughs> now that I yeah, think I'm it. I'm getting more convinced. <laughs> Oh god. It's I'm still uh, how? still got my doubts about our our tween Skyrim version. <laughs> oh, uh, but this well, one, this one's going to be a winner. You know, if, if, you, if if folks at home want to tell us about their their 
strange video game ideas, they can let us know at podcast at doublejump.co and as well as their responses to any of the other discussion topics we've had. And as always, if you guys at home want to know more about what happened from the world of gaming news, check out our latest Double Jump Digest. It goes up every Sunday, uh, packed full of news, a lot more detail in it than what we've covered today. So definitely check that out as well, folks. And check out all of our other articles, doublejump.co. We've got some spooky ones. Definitely read mm-hmm. that. Uh, that Kate one yeah. about the anatomy house. Oh, that's crazy! I just it's it's, it's spooky, man. I don't <laughs> I don't want to end on a on a spooky note. So yeah, <laughs> come join us on Discord as well. Yeah, it's always yeah. nice. Nice Be hearing part of the community. Hearing from the community, seeing what people yeah. are playing. That's what. It's and don't all be about. a ghost. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what oh, your what I'm your sorry. ideal tween <laughs> dragon game. It's going to be cool. Yeah, your tween digital millennial dragon games. Dragon streams. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, Kai, that was that was another fun episode. Thank you so much for joining me, dude. Oh, look, as always, thank you for having me. I love doing it. <laughs> oh, we'll have to submit our our pitches to the you know next indie showcase at PAX and yeah. hopefully get some more funding, yeah? Oh, absolutely. And we'll submit this recording for best musical theatre cast album for the Arias. <laughs> yeah, it's just this podcast. This is the. <laughs> is this we'll, Aria? We'll make sure the vinyl. We should just release. We should release our podcast on vinyl. <laughs> just, There'd be people. Just be ultimate, that. ultimate hipster move. Alrighty. Well, okay. if ever, if you guys enjoyed what you heard. Don't forget that you can always support us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash double jump and, you know, send us a tip and enjoy some more, you know, awesome content and, you know, support original Australian games journalism, which is cool, which is what what we're striving to do. Yeah, Kai? Yeah, yes. Till then, stay safe, stay well, stay sane. Look out for one another. See you guys. Bye. That was a crazy one.